Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hello, listeners. From home or on the road, catch a favorite story. You are listening to Catch the Story, the podcast where in each episode we bring you great stories told by dear storytellers. I'm your host, Lucia Matuonto, and it's time to catch the story. Our first storyteller is Bibiana Krau. Bibiana is an award-winning author, world traveler, devoted mother, and wife. In her narrative titled Fear is Feel, she shares a captivating tale of exceptional collaboration and unwavering determination. Well, it was almost four years ago, 2020, January, and this amazing woman that I met on Twitter, who was also a writer, said that she was coming to Savannah to do some research for a novel she was writing. So I invited her and her husband to come and have dinner and some drinks and my husband joined and we spent the night at this amazing hotel called the mansion. It's one of my favorite places in the city because it's right across from Forsyth park, which was made famous by Forrest Gump. And uh, the city I live in is Savannah, Georgia. And uh, we had so much fun and she and I got up super early the next morning because we knew our husbands would get antsy or potentially want to go do other things. And we really wanted to just sit and enjoy each other and chat. So we went to the restaurant and it wasn't open yet. And we were sitting in these amazing Louis the 14 chairs that are covered in like leopard print fabric. And this place is full of gorgeous original art. I mean, this place is absolutely amazing. So if you ever come to the area, make sure you check it out. But anyway, we were kicking around the idea for co-writing or doing a collaboration of scary, spooky stories. And, you know, at that point, it was, it was in its infancy. We weren't really sure if we were going to do it or not, but it seemed like a great idea. We had a blast and we're very different types of writers. She writes cozy mystery. I write a lot of speculative fiction, so very different styles, different audiences. But anyway, we had a great time. She went back home and we thought about it some more and decided to meet up and go toward the Winchester Mansion in San Jose, California, because it's the most haunted house in the United States of America, maybe 
in the world or one of them. And we had so much fun, but it was the weirdest day and the weirdest situation that we ended up being the last group of people to tour the mansion when basically lockdown and the p- pandemic began. Uh, especially in that area, there were a lot of people in the hospital already. It was really scary. My husband's conference got canceled and he and I weren't exactly sure how we were even going to get home because people were even unclear if airlines would be flying at that point because this is March of 2020 and nobody knew what the heck was going on. So really crazy. So we get home and we're, we're dealing with real life. We're dealing with everything like, like other people were and the lockdown happens and the only people who are moving freely about the world at this point are basically first responders. And they're also my heroes for everything they did for so many people for our community during this really scary time. Well, Veronica and I were talking every day on the phone at that point and, you know, something just kind of clicked and we realized we needed some kind of project, a creative project to really put our focus on, to really get us away from all of the conspiracy theories and everything else that was just blowing all over the planet. Well, it turned out to be the best thing we could have done for ourselves and the best thing creatively that anybody else could do for themselves, that when things are really bad and really scary, instead of focusing on those things, we took the fear of the unknown, we took our love for travel, we're both world travelers, we took our love for travel because we really, really missed the freedom of being able to go whenever we wanted to, go do something amazing. My passport expired during the pandemic. And for me, and I know that sounds silly, maybe to some people, but for me, it felt like, oh my gosh, you know, like maybe I'm never, ever, ever going to get out of here again, like the Hotel California kind of thing. But anyway, part of our love for travel really came through in the first book that we wrote, which was called Hearth Fires. And it's in a a four-year series called the, the Haunted Series. And one of the most important things was, was to entertain. It was to be a little bit offbeat or eccentric and also to have a very immersive atmosphere. So wherever you go in the story, and there are six stories in each collection, wherever you go, you are going to feel like you're there. And in a lot of them, you're going to taste and smell like you're there because we've been to the places we included in these stories. So really fun, really interesting and different. And fast forward to September 2020, our first collection came out and people were really excited about it. And we got all kinds of great responses. And we really hadn't planned on doing this as a series. For some reason, in our minds, we thought, you know, like this thing's only going to last a couple of months and then it'll blow over. It's just not, well, everybody knows that it did. And so we talked about another year and we said, let's go for it. You know, we need to keep this focus. We need to keep creating because all around us in the writing community, especially on Twitter, which is enormous, uh, we saw just a multitude of people frozen unable to really break out of, of the, the fear and 
just that, that feeling of not being able to get into the flow or to tap into that creative space and create something at that point. And so we felt like we were going in the right direction by taking the things we were afraid of and taking the things that were kind of freaking us out and scaring us and saying, how does this apply in a story? We did not write of the pandemic, but we certainly used things that were bothering us as fuel or as fodder to find the plot, to find the characters, and to even find the destinations where we, where we took the readers. But the second year, Tangled Web, same thing. It did amazing and people are, were very excited even more than the first year. Third year rolls around, Wicked Mist, and we ended up winning a huge prize, a grand prize in the Firebird International Book Awards, which really blows my mind. But, you know, what can I say? I, I think we were, we were tapping into something really amazing at that point. And we still are with our last collection this year of Shadow Reflection, which is about kind of looking back and, and what is in the mirror isn't necessarily what it seems. And you know, there, there's a lot of psychological layers to the stories that we wrote. But, you know, working in a collaboration, this was not my first collaboration, creative collaboration, but it's been one of my best ones. And I think because I've come to the conclusion that a collaboration has to have a few things. It has to have respect. So you have to have mutual respect for each other, but you also have to have gifts you bring to the table the other person doesn't have. So when Veronica and I do this collection together, we're like wonder twins, you know, like wonder twin power activate kind of stuff. And so what she isn't necessarily super strong in, I am and vice versa. And our styles are so different that it, it kind of created a really refreshing mix. And, um, you know, we just did something really amazing. And I'm super proud of us for continuing on when we were freaking out like everybody else, when we had family at home and nobody knew what was going to happen, which is pretty similar to right now, right? So we've had all of us on this planet have had four years of that plus. I mean, no wonder we're all stressed out, right? So we decided that this would be our last year for the Haunted series, not because there's any kind of issue, but because we hope to bring it to a streaming service at some point, and we need to buckle down and really put that focus in to do that, to accomplish that. But we have to wait for all of the contracted writers and other people to be back at work. And, and hopefully that will, that will happen for us. But my biggest takeaway from this collaboration for us is that, you know, when you look around the world, and if you, you don't have to dig too deep, if you look around the world, you're going to see things you don't want to see. You're going to know things you don't want to know. And, and they can be extremely crippling for empathetic or empaths that are very sensitive to, um, to negative energy and negative situations. And the bottom line is, is the world we live in needs your voice. They need your creativity. They need 
these messages of affirmation and intuition. They need those. The world needs that from us. This is our time to do it. This is our time to accomplish it. And if every day when we wake up, we're terrified to take that leap, we're terrified to take that chance, or we can't even get out of bed, which I, you know, I'll be honest, there were some days like that for me as well. Um, but if we don't use this time the way that we need to use this time, we won't have it. It will be gone and it will pass. And that's fine. You know, the world will keep turning. But I guess what I'm trying to say is, is don't let the negativity of your life, of the world, of even people that you love and admire, the things that they say to you to maybe discourage you and not encourage you, which sucks. But I mean, let's be honest. That's what happens sometimes. Um, I think, I think it's really, really important for you to take all of that energy, whether it be good or bad energy, and um, throw it in the closet, turn on the battery pack, and let it charge you up. Let it uh, superpower and empower uh, the voice that you have, the mission that you have, whatever that is, and use all of that for good. Do something amazing with that energy and use it as fuel which is what we did in the Haunted series. And and even though we're not writing the most highbrow literature, because this is, let's face it, it's a Halloween collection. So it's more about entertainment. But these are smart stories. These aren't bog standard campfire stories. And I think it's really, really important for people to realize that they can take those things in their lives they can take all of that scary information and they can, you know, sort of recycle it, I guess, and turn it into art and turn it into something that, that you can create. And I'm incredibly grateful to everyone who encouraged us on this project, to my family, to Veronica for actually giving me a chance because I'm not kidding, we are very, very different writers. And to all of the readers who supported us as well. I mean, you don't have to reach out to people. You don't have to read books. You don't have to support art or listen to people's music. But when you do and you leave reviews and you tell your friends, what you're really doing is you're rebelling, but you're rebelling in a super positive way because you're taking something that someone applied their heart and soul to, and you're sort of pushing it forward into the next level and sharing it with other people. And when you do that, what you're really doing is creating energy that could change the world. That message could go to that one person who really needs to hear it, who's going to be the visionary that we all hope for, that honest, honest to goodness, I'm starting to wonder if they're ever going to come out of the woodwork, but if they're listening to this right now. I hope you hear me. But the Haunted series was in so many ways, not just a book series, not just a, a story collection, but it was a rebellion against giving up, a rebellion against not being creative on those tough, tough days, and also a celebration of 
being a slightly eccentric person as I move forward in my life, being a person who's always been kind of different and it used to bother me, but it doesn't anymore. And someone who really celebrates lots of cultures, lots of beautiful, amazing places. The one thing about the travel that, that Veronica and I certainly agreed on was that when you travel, you are at the mercy of the people who live there. You are at the mercy of their, um, their ideals, of their, their courtesy and everything else. And most of the places I've traveled, people have gone out of their way to help me find where I'm, I'm going or to even do something as basic as buy some food at the grocery store because I honestly don't know what that word is in their language. And you realize when you travel and you realize when you read books as well, you realize that we're not all so different and that we are connected. And I think it's really, really important for everyone to just sort of take a breath, take a beat, and to realize that no matter what is going on, if you are capable and safely can create things, do things, and dream about things, you absolutely should. If you're interested in any of my books or my writing, check out my website. Thank you so much, Lucia, for having me on the show. And thank you for everyone listening. And also thank you to Veronica for giving me a chance and spending four years with me writing the most amazing paranormal stories. Take care, everybody. See you later. Bibiana has lived the adventurous life she writes about in her fiction, highlighting kick-ass female protagonists that empower and explore our mysterious world. She is currently working on her 31st book. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Up next, we have Kelly Boivet. Kelly is a seasoned financial expert and author with more than 15 years of experience in the industry. In her narrative titled, Go on a Money Date, The Power of Dating Your Dollars, she imparts valuable insights and tips on cultivating a healthy relationship with money. Hello, my name is Kelly Boisvert. And I recently wrote a book called Make Money Your Thing. And so I'm going to be sharing a little part out of that book with you today. So it's from a chapter that's called Spend Some Time With Your Money and Go on a Money Date. 
I've spent a fair bit of my adult life in the dating game looking for the one. I was an early adopter of online dating, attended speed dating events, allowed myself to be set up on several blind dates, and took my trips to the bar with friends extra seriously by spending hours curling my hair. Unfortunately, nothing came from those efforts other than an array of comedic material about how bad a first date can truly be. I can look back now and laugh about those encounters and share the age-appropriate stories with my daughter, her favorite being the greedy pizza guy that ate the entire pie to himself, didn't share a single piece with me. But I would be lying if I said these disastrous dates didn't leave me with an overall negative and hopeless view on dating. And it was likely that bias that led me to my pe- the period I stayed in for several years, which I called the avoidance phase. At that time, I had a lot on my plate anyway as a single parent in building my business. So saying I didn't have time was an easy cover-up. During those years, I gave absolutely zero time and attention to finding a partner or being in a romantic relationship. And what did my non-existent effort result in? You guessed it, being perpetually single. And I'm talking really, really single. Not even one disastrous first date to speak of during those years. I've done a lot of personal development work since then, and I know now that if I truly want to find that special someone, I cannot avoid dating, relationships, and love. Finding a partner starts by being open and giving that part of my life time and attention. It means seeing the possibilities rather than burying my head under a pile of excuses. And just like I hid from my love life, I see women take a similar approach when it comes to the relationship with their money. They enter their own period of avoidance, but in this case, it's the money avoidance phase. They defend this choice with valid excuses, not unlike the ones I'd given when it came to dating. Have you ever found yourself avoiding the topic of money? Maybe you've had good intentions to try, but had some disappointing first experiences akin to my first dates. Perhaps you enrolled in a course or read a personal finance book, but it didn't really resonate with you. Searched for a financial professional to work with, but couldn't find the right fit. Attempted investing on your own, but then gave up after seeing all the investment options. Or opted to delete it from the to-do list when life got too busy. Avoidance is an easy solution to any tricky topic, especially money, which, like finding love, can be uncomfortable, overwhelming, and stressful. But if you have dreams for your future, ignoring your money will not get you any closer to achieving them. Neglecting your money will not progress you towards your goals. In fact, it may actually take you further away from them as your money erodes away from inflation. Paying attention will help you achieve the unshakable money confidence that is needed when money is your thing. It's about taking initiative, checking in on your cash, making adjustments where needed, and celebrating successes. Unfortunately, the avoidance tactics play out all too often where people give very little or no time to their money. You exert so much of your precious energy into making money. 
most of you probably spend upward of 40 hours per week earning money, the majority of your waking hours. But do you spend any time working on your money? With how much of yourself you give to earning it, doesn't that give your money the right to rank high on your list of priorities? Doesn't it deserve your time and attention? Results happen when you can give your money the effort it deserves. And this could look like reconstructing your beliefs around money with a more positive outlook, open to the possibilities, understanding your spending habits, getting specific on exactly what you want to achieve with your money and writing it down, expanding your financial literacy, developing strong money communication with your partner, and celebrating money milestones and successes. Doesn't this sound a bit more like what your money deserves? For a reality check on how little time you may be giving your money, let's compare it to something fun and exciting that really gets your attention, like planning for a vacation. How much time did you spend planning your last vacation? A day? A week? Now, honest reflection moment. Do you spend this much time planning as it relates to your money, which also happens to be the tool that makes your vacations possible? I suspect it is the fun, exciting stuff that gets a bit more of your time. And I get it. Vacations are a blast. But there's a very real possibility you may be selling your money short. Everyone could spare a little more, little more time in their schedule for money matters. And there was a period when I, too, wasn't giving my money enough loving. Early on in my career, I decided to enlist the support of a life coach, intuitively knowing my life was lacking balance. One of the initial exercises my coach had me complete was the wheel of life. The wheel was divided into slices like a pizza, each slice being labeled with a category or area of one's life, including family, relationships, money, business or career, health, personal growth, and social life or hobbies. The goal of the exercise is to gain insight from this visual tool of where you might be focusing the majority of your time and energy and to identify the areas you may be neglecting. It aims to bring you back into balance. What I discovered after completing my own life wheel was that the vast majority of my focus was on my business and career and family as a single mom, and very little was given to the money category. Seeing this was a big wake-up call for me. I was so passionate about helping other people in their financial lives, but turns out I was not giving time and attention to my own. Discovering this early on was key because I developed an important relationship building strategy with my money. As a busy professional and parent, the change came from me being intentional, intentional about actually scheduling time to give to my own finances. And this was the start of my money dates. Money dates? What the heck are those, you might be wondering? Envisioning a new dating app where you swipe for dollar bills? Sorry, no awkward first dates with a big pile of cash. My money dates were actually non-negotiable and uninterrupted time 
that I devoted to my money, just some special romantic quality time with my cash. For my money dates, I would block off a specific date and time in my calendar. The time was spent working on my own money. It started with one date, but my money and I hit it off so well that there were plenty more to follow. The focus of my first date was tracking expenses. As a new business owner, there had been a lot of changes in spending. So doing this activity turned out to be very insightful. After tackling that first topic, I was excited to take on the next, which was setting up a plan for saving to fund my daughter's post-secondary education. After each date, I felt a stronger connection with my money and it felt so good to be taking action and getting things done. I was eager to plan and schedule the next date with my money. It was definitely love at first sight. I've been successfully dating my money for several years now, and it's something I highly recommend for all my clients to do. And now I get to share this fabulous money habit with all of you as well. The biggest hurdle is scheduling in that first money date. You can come up with all sorts of excuses to put it off for another time and to continue to avoid it. So I will try to make this easier for you. If you're new to money dates, my key dating tips are, number one, actually book it in. Don't add it to a list of random tasks on a scrap of paper because then there's a better chance of you organizing your sock drawer than setting your money date. Put it in your calendar as an event. Once it's in the calendar, that's serious. You mean business and you cannot stand up your money. Number two, create a recurring event. Ongoing maintenance is required. Don't be like 20 year old me who forgot about the importance of regular oil changes only to have the engine seize in my Dodge Coal. There are a lot of moving parts when it comes to your money. For best results, it requires recurring checkups or check-ins. This also removes any pressure because unlike a real first date, you can guarantee there will be another one. So if you don't show up as your best, no need to worry, give it some time and you can always tackle it on the next one. Choose a frequency that works for you. Monthly tends to work best for me, but for you, maybe it's a bit more often. Number three, for singles, do it solo. For couples, do it together. What's great about a money date is that unlike a traditional date, it can be done solo. If you're single, the money date will be some special time for you and your money. And if you're in a relationship, a money date is most effective when done with your spouse or partner. This presents a fabulous opportunity to discuss money topics openly with each other. Financial topics are one of the leading causes of disagreements in relationships. A money date is a perfect opportunity for you to open the lines of communication and to get on the same page when it comes to your financial goals and dreams. You are both on the same team. And by working together, you're setting yourselves up for success in reaching whatever goals you set out to achieve. If the relationship is new, 
A money date is a wonderful idea to incorporate when the time is right. It's a less intimidating approach to discuss those topics that may feel awkward or uncomfortable. Having it as a scheduled task sets the date and time where you both know that money will be the topic of conversation. And number four, make it fun. So you don't ghost your date. You want to make this time with your money something you look forward to. Do what you can to make it fun because spending time with your money is awesome and it should feel good. Whether that's making your favorite tea, adding a sweet treat, playing a pump-up playlist, or lighting incense to refresh your space. Whatever gets you amped up for this date and doesn't have you running for the exits is what matters. Yes, I've resorted to fleeing the scene mid-date once or twice. The above tips will help you set the date. But now, what do you actually do on a money date, you might be wondering? It's not like you can take your bank account to dinner and a movie. Instead, I assign topics for my time with my money. Once you get into the habit and routine of paying attention to your money, the topics of focus will likely start to flow to you for you to get to know your money better. Don't try to cram in too much on one date. Take it slow. Spending time with your money is something you are now striving to do on a regular basis. So there will always be another time or opportunity to pick up where you left off on your next date. And that's all. So good luck on dating your money. Thank you so much for your time. Bye for now. Kelly believes no women should ever have to feel anxious about how to support themselves or their family. And that's all for today. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have a story that you want us to catch, submit it on our website at www.relatable-media.com. Thank you for listening. And whether you are at home or on the road, we hope you catch this story. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary vgw group void where prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply